Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Check out more great podcasts today on one of these awesome affiliate networks. Ace Podcast. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com. The Tangibound Network. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. A proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. On this week's episode, we're talking the winners and losers of the Black Friday Cyber Monday shopping season. Video games that might have flown under your radar. Week 13 in the NFL. And are you ready for World War Hulk 2? All this and more as we once again delve into the pop culture cosmos. Welcome to the pop culture cosmos. And we are back once again, just like death and taxes. Well, actually, taxes are not exactly the best thing to be talking about right now, but like life and death we're back again it's the pop culture cosmos show my name is gerald glassford from pop culture cosmos and game source we truly appreciate you coming back on for another jam-packed episode we're we're just trying to squeeze that pop culture orange out to get some nice fresh tasty pop culture juice right there for you and who is here to help me squeeze every little drop out but my good friend, he is the man amid the legend behind Humanican Media. It's Josh Peterson. What's up, my friend? Weird thing happened. So I put out the new episode of Topic Apocalypse uh, yesterday. I don't know. Did you see the one about I'm coming out as fat? Yes. Yes, I did. So I have gotten more feedback on that episode than any other episode that's been put up. And I don't know whether it's because it's something controversial or something that's like, just like hits hits home for a lot of people, but it's been a very weird like experience just to see like how popular that episode has been. And then you also had one, I believe, on Trump, and then another one as well. So we also had one that was about Eminem's thing against Donald Trump, and then another one that basically we examined the differences between Top Gear and the Grand Tour and which one's better. So you can check those out now, but um if you get a chance, listen to the uh, the episode six part one though, because it's uh, it's kind of been one of my favorites so far. Check out all of his great stuff on the Humanican Media Facebook page, Twitter page, and also all of his great stuff on YouTube and Podbean. We got another great episode for today's show. It's going to be awesome indeed. We've got Rob McCallum standing by. He is going to be with me again on another episode of the Cosmic Crossfire. Plus, also as well, Tyler Baker on the back end. He's going to be doing a recap of Week 13 in the NFL. But Josh, before we talk about some of the winners and losers for Black Friday and Cyber Monday for that that shopping season, which everybody seems to go crazy about, including yours truly, I just wanted to say that Josh and I were really just taken aback. Our show, the Pop Culture Cosmos show, well, actually the channel with the PCC Multiverse and all that, but the Pop Culture Cosmos Show has been nominated for Best Society and Culture Podcast 
for the 2017 Discover Pods Awards. Over 4,000 podcasts were submitted. And of those, ours was actually considered one of the best in that category. And to those people out there that are responsible for creating it, this great award. We're just humbled to be in that competition right there with those other outstanding podcasts that are well-deserving indeed. And if you get a chance by December 14th, you can vote on these favorite podcasts of yours in all the different categories. It's just a two-page Google Doc, really easy to do. And you can just head on over to discoverpods.com slash the 2017 Discover Pods Awards finalist. That's discoverpods.com slash the dash 2017 dash discover dash pods dash awards dash finalists slash. But if you just go 2017 Discover Pods on a Google search, I was able to find that as well. So it's just a two-page Google Doc. And if you get a chance, vote today for your favorite podcast. And if you do decide to choose ours under that category of best society and culture podcast, we are truly humbled and we truly appreciate it. So what do you think when I told you that, man? I called you up and I was like, Josh, Josh, what happened, man? This, can you believe it? It's an honor, honestly. Like... I know every podcaster likes to look at their numbers and say, yeah, yeah, people are downloading. This feels nice. But like to actually be nominated for something out of what you said, there are like 4,000 podcasts out there to actually, you know, have people listen to it and like it that much. Like that's, that's a whole nother feeling. That's, that's, that's like cloud nine. That's crazy. Well, that just shows that people think that our show is of good enough quality to be considered with those very, very just outstanding podcasts in our category and all the other categories, and that they hold our podcast up on that level, which just blows me away. Just just so great indeed. And I know Josh as well. To everybody that's been a part of our pop culture cosmos scene, the PCC multiverse that's that we've interviewed, that you've been a part of the show, that you've taken time out of your day to come on the show with us. Cannot say thank you enough from Rob to Tyler to everybody that's helped us out. We just truly cannot thank you enough. And just even being nominated is a great honor for us indeed. But if we win, that would be so cool. Yeah. All right. On with the show. Man, I'm telling you, we truly appreciate you. Let me ramble on for that for a second. But we've got a great program indeed. And so, Josh, this past week with with all the great shopping season, you know, Thanksgiving, it rolls into Black Friday and it goes into going through to Cyber Monday. But some of the news coming out of there now as far as what sold, what didn't sell, what what was really successful and what may have not done as great as they thought. A lot of the products that are coming out, there's a lot of the news. Cell phones obviously did well as far as both from an iPhone and also a Samsung Galaxy standpoint. The mega deals as far as the $300 off, $350 off. Definitely brought in people as well for those. Also, TVs did well because you you know you and I both saw that TVs 50, 55 inches were going under the $300 mark for 4K televisions, which was outstanding. So those were just flying out of the shelves. And then you had some other products that were actually making their mark as well on the holiday shopping scene. The Nintendo Switch, by all inclinations out there, news organizations are starting to report, IGN and others, that the Nintendo Switch really made its mark in the Black Friday, Cyber Monday shopping season. So I ask you, Josh, hearing that news and reading on that, 
and seeing that the Nintendo Switch did so well, how can you explain it? Because it wasn't even discounted for this holiday shopping season. I think it's because everyone had them back in stock. If you walked into stores like Best Buy and Target, uh, maybe GameStop, but this is the first time they've been readily available. You, you could see they had, mo- a lot of stores had those, like, they had them built up in towers or little, like, circular displays with them on there. And I think up until this point, a lot of people just assume that they've been sold out everywhere. And now it's the first time we're seeing these. And we there's games out that people are on fire for. Super Mario Odyssey, there's an expansion for Zelda. Xenoblade Chronicles just came out. And there's, there's a lot of buzz going on around the system and the games. You know, it's the first time we've seen them in in stock. We've seen a lot of them. There's a lot of games coming out, and there's a lot of buzz for the system still. And I think that's why people are buying them. I was at Best Buy, and there were stacks of them, which is great because if you remember when the Wii started to really get hot and really become a major seller, there were some real issues with availability. When I was running a game store, people were calling all the time asking for them, and I couldn't get any in stock. When I did, it was just two or three, and boom, they'd be gone already by maybe 10, 20 minutes after they got into the store. So definitely, this is a great sign for Nintendo. They are learning their lessons from the Wii, which still eventually just outpaced all other consoles as far as sales concerned, but at the time... In its first couple of Christmases, it was really hard to get. And I think they're learning their lesson exactly what they needed to do and what resources they need to allocate in as far as making things available. You and I both discussed in the past when the Super NES was going strong sales-wise and they discontinued it because Nintendo was quoted as saying that they wanted to allocate resources towards both the Super NES, the mini version, of course, and also as well the Nintendo Switch. So it seems like right now that that was very sound reasoning. Nintendo is kind of on fire right now. And like, I know we have a history of questioning everything that they do and saying, you know, we're on set, we're not satisfied with this or that. But in the end, they keep winning and they're not exactly proving us wrong, but they keep coming out on top with every decision they make. Definitely, they are hitting all the right notes at this point in time. And I'll tell you what, it's very interesting to see where it goes from here because at this point in time, they don't even need to discount the console in order to get out on top and ahead of Xbox One, the Xbox One X, and also as well the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pro this holiday season. So definitely that's a great sign for Nintendo. On the sales and for software, it was a little bit different story because IGN was reporting that of the top 10 that were out there, only one of those was a Nintendo Switch console seller. So you had at number 10, Assassin's Creed Origins, number 9, Call of Duty World War II, number 8, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, number 7, Destiny 2, number 6, South Park, The Fractured But Whole, number 5, Prey, number 4, Dishonored 2, number 3, The Evil Within 2, number 2, Middle Earth Shadow of War, and number one, Wolfenstein II, The New Colossus. The thing that sticks out to me the most there is that four of the top five sellers, according to IGN, during the Black Friday and also as well the Cyber Monday season are Bethesda titles. Josh, what does that mean to you to see Bethesda titles sell so well during that period? I look at it this way. Bethesda's on top of their game. 
yes, Prey was not the game everyone like I was hoping for. I mean, I'm I'm sure if I would have played more of it, I, I would have liked it a little bit more. But look at Bethesda and compare it to say a company like EA. Okay, EA has constantly been disappointing us. They've closed studios. They've fired workers. They've taken prestigious games and made them just junk and then they continue to do little uh, little things little disappointing things or little like cheapscape things and they just don't have a lot of goodwill anymore whereas Bethesda with the exception of like Prey when is the last time you've seen a Bethesda let the fans down it looks like the Bethesda titles have been able to go ahead and still do well even with uh, discounting from other titles from Activision. As we said, Destiny 2 is on that list. But also there were other titles that were not on this list that really were expected to do much higher. But you know what? It looks like right now that for the holiday season, Bethesda really knows how to target its discounting and also as well target its audience because People seem to have a lot of affection for Bethesda as a whole, especially because Skyrim, which wasn't even on this list, still sold very well with the Nintendo Switch and also as well has sold very well in all of its incarnations over the past few months. And being discounted in some cases as low as $15, that helped that title out as well. So definitely some great signs for the gaming industry and for Bethesda to see what I thought was a surprise because I thought Super Mario Odyssey coming off that Nintendo Switch sales for the holiday season would also jump on its back and, and ride that wave as well. But I know it's still selling strong in its own, but to see it actually not being at the top of the list was kind of surprising as well. Now for movies, Blu-rays, DVDs, 4K Blu-rays, they're now very much a part of the holiday season. And to see some of them, which we I was kind of surprised me that they're still wanted and, and loved, was kind of cool. So let me go over the list right now. These are the movies that actually sold well through the Black Friday and Cyber Monday shopping season. Number 10, BBS, Batman vs. Superman, Donna Justice. Number 9 was Logan. 8 was Baby Driver. 7 was Harry Potter, Complete Collection. Six is John Wick Chapter 2. Five is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Four is War for the Planet of the Apes. Three is the Lord of the Rings Trilogy. Two is Wonder Woman. And one is Spider-Man Homecoming. A lot of these titles, definitely not a surprise because they are recent 2017 movies. War for the Planet of the Apes, which kind of went under the radar, even though it did about three, four hundred million dollars at the box office, that's still coming out as one of the top 10 selling movies was still kind of a surprise. And the Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter being on this list tells me that people still love and still have a great interest for both those franchises. And obviously, at a discounted rate, they still are going to sell like gangbusters. So what are your thoughts on the movies that sold well this holiday season? Yeah, first of all, I'm not surprised at all that Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter sold so well. Every holiday season they go on sale, and they wouldn't continue to go on sale unless people continued to buy them. And that just goes to show you there is still a continued interest in these things. And they keep putting them on sale. And, you know, it's nice because more 
younger generations are coming up and becoming old enough to watch these movies and understand them and appreciate them. And they're being able, you know, parents are able to buy them at a discounted rate. They're definitely, you know, I'm not surprised the superhero movies are on there. War for the Planet of the Apes, you know, I guess because it's new, it's it's on there and it sold pretty well. I watched that a, maybe three or four weeks ago and, you know, I, I liked it, but I didn't like how obnoxious it was in its political storyline. Like, I, I get it. You know, I get it. It's like, it, it's a super obvious political storyline, but it seems like there was more storytelling that could have been told in that world outside of that little tiny encampment they had going on. Like there, there are some gaps in the store that I wish they would have filled instead of, you know, what it was. But other than that, like it's cool to see baby driver on there. And I don't know about Batman versus Superman. I guess if it's at a discounted price, people are willing to, to pay for it. But you know, it's cool that we're seeing non superhero movies selling so well. Definitely. It is surprising and very, very nice to see that as well. We talked about the winners for this Black Friday, Cyber Monday shopping season. Let's go into just a little bit of the losers. For me, I'm going to pick in each category for video game consoles. It's got to be both the Xbox One S and the PlayStation 4 because they were both discounted under $200 and they couldn't get the job done as far as overall sales compared to Nintendo Switch. I'm sure they both sold well. I personally was at Target when we bought one ourselves. But I I just think that if the feedback is that they did not sell as much as the Switch, which was $100 to $110 more, that tells me the interest is there for the Switch and not there right now for the Xbox One S and the PlayStation 4. For video games... One that sticks out to me the most is a November release, and it is Star Wars Battlefront 2. And it's all because of the controversy regarding the microtransactions, the the whole level-up system, and, and really the controversy that the game as a whole created, which tells me that a lot of people were not interested in getting Battlefront 2 because of all the bad publicity. And to me, that just screams EA has made another terrible mistake. And... Tell you what, it just shows that they left a lot of money off the table because they got greedy and it looks like it bit them in the end. And for me, the movie that I think suffered the worst this holiday season is The Mummy. That should have been a big hit both in the theaters and also as well when it hit home video. And it looks like it has done neither. And I really think that has put a nail in the coffin of Universal's Dark Universe. Did you have any thoughts on any losers for this Black Friday, Cyber Monday shopping season? Yeah, I was because a lot of places had Grand Theft Auto on sale and there's and uh, Need for Speed. But as far as places I went to, those games didn't seem to really be getting touched by people. So I'm wondering if their uh, popularity is coming to an end or maybe people are more interested in other franchises besides these ones but you know as far as xbox and playstation goes i know like you said they were they're losers but there's not a lot of reason for people to go out and buy those consoles right now what this shows us right now i think that is next year we're probably gonna be seeing a lot of switch games on sale it's weird man i don't know this was a very weird black friday i'm glad i like personally i i don't know what you bought but i bought assassin's creed origins and i'm digging it so far but you know if there were switch games on sale i would have gone out and bought a whole lot more of them 
if you out there have your thoughts on what you bought and also some of the things you stayed away from this Black Friday, Cyber Monday season, share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Also as well, popculturecosmos, Humanica Media, and Game Source on Facebook and Twitter as well. Well, we've got Rob McCallum. He's ready to join me in the Cosmic Crossfire coming up next, right after the break. And also as well, Josh and I will be back later on to talk some games that you may have slipped under the radar and you might want to check out and we'll give some suggestions on that. Plus also as well, we'll be talking some World War Hulk 2 and Tyler Baker later on in the program is going to recap week 13 in the NFL. And this is the Pop Culture Cosmos. Hello, Marvel Universe. The Earth Station MCU podcast is your home for all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Join our debrief as we discuss Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, upcoming and past favorite Marvel movies, cosplay, comics history, toys, games, interviews, and all things MCU. Whether you're a hero or a villain, a new viewer, or have been reading comics since you were a kid, there's something for you on Earth Station MCU. It is the Cosmic Crossfire. My name is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We thank you for listening. And it wouldn't be a Cosmic Crossfire without the man, the myth, the legend behind all the great films that you can catch in more information on or direct links to on robmccallumfilms.com. It is Rob McCallum. What's going on, my friend? Oh, just another day in paradise to uh, borrow a line from your uh, playbook, if you will. Uh, that one is uh, going way back, uh, probably well over 100 episodes uh, with Game Source and definitely uh, many with Pop Culture Cosmos. Well, it was quite, quite intentional. I, uh, I tell you that for sure. Uh, life is good, man. Life is good. Just uh, kicking the tires, getting things going, a lot of freelance options, still working with Digital Dreams Entertainment and the Mutant Football League guys. We're, we're working on something for the big console release coming up, so stay tuned for that. Of course, lots of news for He-Man and Kitty is, isn't that far away, and who knows what else might be in the works for Rob McCallum Films, as Gerald's left eyebrow raises involuntarily as I mention such things. That's true. That's true indeed. A lot of great stuff. Definitely want to check it out on robmccallumfilms.com. So what, pray tell, is on your mind when it comes to pop culture? A couple trailers dropped in the last few days, that, of course, being Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom, and Avengers Infinity War are, are out. And this kind of rounds up the big three trailers that I think most people were expecting this year with, of course, The Last Jedi being the other one. In the three they all represent billion dollar franchises that get trailer marketing this year i don't think there's anything else that anybody is is waiting for to see or would anticipate more than those three films question is thinking back which pre-trailer announcement were you most excited for when they said okay the star wars trailer is coming out here jurassic world trailer avengers infinity war is here which one were you the most excited for I would probably say the actual the Infinity War because you know we've spent and invested so much time in the in the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. So 
I would probably say at this point in time, you know, even though I had a great anticipation for The Last Jedi, I would definitely say the the Infinity War would probably be the one I was most curious to seeing and most excited for because I have spent so much time watching and enjoying and trying to understand the interconnection in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with all these stories loosely trying to tie in with each other and you know create a larger narrative so definitely for me it was infinity war oh wow that surprises me i thought for sure we'd be on the same page where that was the least exciting given that it's just another superhero romp against a villain who wants to end the universe or end everything on earth i thought for sure that despite the 20 films that have led up to it, it you would have just been you just wouldn't know and it would have been the same thing over and over and over again. So that that takes me by surprise. For me, in reverse order, it's Avengers, Star Wars, and Jurassic World I was the most excited for because I I think of the three concepts, it is the least known what they're going to do for a sequel to that. I mean, sure, dinosaurs go crazy, people get scared and run is part of it all, but above and beyond Jedi versus Sith or good guys versus bad guys in spandex, I think that concept of what could the sequel to Jurassic World be has much more possibilities. It has a sci-fi bent on it. it the, the world and universe is getting much bigger now for Jurassic World and, and what that means in terms of a narrative. So I was much more excited for that. Does that surprise you? No, because you've been a, a much bigger fan in the Jurassic World, Jurassic Park whole franchise than I've been. To me, it's, I've never gotten that hook. I've watched them, but I've just never gotten a hook. I mean, I, I don't go out to the theaters to see them. I either see them on home video or actually when, when they finally have broadcast television. That To me, that's oh, something. Uh, I'm just not enamored. What a man. crime. Sorry, man. I, not, every, not every pop culture series hooks me, man. Not, sorry. Oh, I, I don't even know if we can continue the Cosmic Crossfire at this point. Oh, yes, we can. It is I, a crossfire. Remember, you, you said we can't all agree on everything. Yeah, but there's, there's agreeing, disagreeing, and then there's just lunacy. You've got to see those films on the big screen. No, not really. They're just dinosaurs, man. Oh, my goodness. They're just people... You talk about the Avengers. They're just people in colorful costume with CG superpowers. Okay. Like I've always said about Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park is a great slasher movie. Okay. It's just just, you you replace the scared teenagers with individuals, scientists in the park and and whatnot, and and they just get knocked off one by one by one. That's why I've always said Steven Spielberg is just one of the best horror directors that, that have, that's been out there because he is able to disguise his films better than anyone as far as its true intent or its true meaning and be able to pass it off in a PG, PG-13 type format. And it just it's, he does it in such clever ways. And Jurassic Park, I think, is one of his best examples where it's just dinosaurs pick off people one by one by one. Yeah. Just well, like see, a slasher film. It's exactly like Frankenstein, right? Where you essentially create the monster and then it comes to get you. Exactly. I, and, I, I don't and, disagree at all. But it's, it's also that blend that the material has with science and you see the science and the reality and the awe and wonder. You get to see the positive side and you get lured into the same dream and vision that the characters have. So like that's the hook. Where it's like, yeah, you can see why the characters are making the decision to do this thing. And then as you fall hook, line, and sinker into that vision, 
you become trapped by the same pitfalls that behold the characters. That's what makes that great. Can you imagine if Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street had that same kind of hook to it? It just, they just don't. But I mean, you look at something like Aliens and it's, it's the same kind of thing, right? You know, close encounters in terms of quarters, can't get out, the monster's out there, but you're the one that went and knocked on the monster's house and you wanted to go in it. What do you think is going to happen? Game over, man. Game over. Same type of thing. Even that series, as you've seen with the dwindling box office numbers, people have burnt out on it. And with Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, that era, Jurassic World did a tremendous amount of money. And I'm not dissuading that in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, that was a huge hit. $1.6 billion, I believe, was was the total off the top of my head. What it earned worldwide, that is nothing to sneeze at. But for me, it's just something that, you know, I'll catch it on TV or whatnot. But the series in itself, I've seen it before. Dinosaurs, they're created, they get angry, they start eating people. That's like me saying I've seen Star Wars before because I've watched a Western or I watched Flash Gordon. Well, and you could say that about <laughs> Force Awakens, but well, Force Awakens I've seen before when it was originally called A New Hope. As as have I, so and I'm not gonna tell you differently from that. There you go. Anyways, I hope everybody out there that checked out both Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and Avengers Infinity War can weigh in on what their thoughts were. If they're more excited for for those trailers compared to The Last Jedi, which came out the last couple months as well. Those are the big three towers, though, for trailers. Although I will say Jeff Goldblum has, I love him in his role as far as in the Jurassic films. I'm glad, I believe he is returning to the to the yep. role at this yep. latest. Yeah, Ian Malcolm makes his return in uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So I give him props for that. So. There you go. Who doesn't like Goldblum? you got to love him in everything. I haven't seen Ragnarok, but I hear he's pretty good in Thor, Ragnarok. You haven't seen Ragnarok. See, there you go. That's the best no, horror movie it. of them all by yards, by miles. And, and you haven't seen that one. No, I haven't. I'll just catch it when it's on broadcast TV. You know, whenever it comes out, no big deal. To each his own, then. To each their own. All right. Well, that does it for this edition of the Cosmic Crossfire. Again, check out all the great stuff on robmccallumfilms.com. Rob, as always, my friend, it's been a pleasure having you as part of the Pop Culture Cosmos and, of course, the Cosmic Crossfire. 2017 is a pinnacle year for Rob McCallum Films. Coming off the heels of the internationally acclaimed and award-winning documentary Missing Mom, we're in the final stages to release Kitty, Origins and Evolutions. Check out this heavy metal biopic that explores the ups and downs of rock and roll for the women in Kitty who blazed a trail in the music industry in the face of unthinkable adversity. Kitty Origins and Evolutions releases this year from Rob McCallum Films. 2017 is the year to set your future on fire. And we're back with the program. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate you being part of the broadcast here today. Josh, I, I know you mentioned earlier some of the things that you just put out on Humanic Media, but I know there's some things coming up as well. So what is going on right now with Humanic Media? New Inside Sports is up now. There's going to be new Topicocalypse uh, being released throughout the week, and we're going to be recording another episode on Wednesday. And then there's a new history-oriented podcast coming out called Know Your History, and you'll be uh, hearing a new one about this soon. Definitely. So check it out, Humanica Media, on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and also their awesome Podbean and Apple podcast channels. For us at the Pop Culture Cosmos Show and the PCC Multiverse, our Friday program, you always can find us on Apple Podcasts. Also as well, podcast.com, the Ace Podcast Network, 
Podchaser, TuneIn, Overcast, Player.fm, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Mixcloud, the ESO Network, Tangibound Network, Gunny Geek Network, Cast Crunch, Social Podcasts. <sighs> so many great networks. I just want to make sure everybody has options. But don't forget our website too, popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. Before we kick it over to Tyler Baker and the Fantasy Football Pater podcast for our fantasy football segment recapping week 13 in the nfl josh did you hear the news marvel has announced world war hulk 2 the sequel to the series i believe it came out in 2008 is that correct yeah it's it's kind of a weird time to be putting that out i know there's a lot of love for the hulk right now and yeah it's a sequel but i don't think it's the sequel that they really wanted now granted i i like some of the amadeus Choi stories but world war hulk was was uh you know as bruce banner and whatever happened do you remember there's uh there's a run of hulk comics called scar the son of hulk and those were really good too and those featured the return of the silver surfer which was pretty gnarly but I didn't read any of this stuff that led up to this event, but it's it's going to be interesting to see like what happens because in World War Hulk, the original one, that was the you know, or Planet Hulk, or all those events tied into each other, and that was basically the Marvel Universe saying to Bruce Banner, "Hey, we don't want you here," and then so he leaves and kind of does his own thing. But I don't know where this is going or what state the the planet is in, but it's going to be interesting to see how they try to kind of revitalize this new Hulk and get people interested in it again, right as he's about to have a, I guess, renaissance on the screen, so to speak, as because I know his a story goes across Thor Ragnarok and Avengers 3 and 4. So it'll be interesting to see what happens and where it goes, but how, how are you feeling about it? I'm going to tell you something as a casual comic book reader at best that over the course of time where where I really don't get into that many storylines. It, it really has to stick out to me. World War Hulk 2 does kind of appeal to me because like you said, there's a lot of good vibes for Hulk right now, especially coming off his appearance in Thor Ragnarok and just what plans that they have for him as far as being a major cog in the Marvel machine going forward. So it's nice to see that they're going to be a, a major emphasis on Hulk through those films because of Universal, they can't make their own Hulk standalone film per se at this point in time. So definitely good to see his presence in the film universe. And off of those good vibes, it's good to see World War Hulk 2 being put out there after the success of Planet Hulk. But like you said, this is kind of, to me, something that they want to put out there because of the good vibes that people have for Hulk because of what happened with the secret empire and the bad taste that was left in a lot of people's mouths, even though they tried to make up for with a happy ending at the end, which may or may not have been the original plan. I'm kind of uh, leery what Marvel is doing as far as the overall picture. I think really what World War Hulk 2 is, is all about is a, a saving grace for people to come back to reading comic books again after they might have strayed away with the secret empire i want to see the the sales numbers after this the this run of hulk comics is done because people are begging for world war hulk on the screen they want to see that they want to see planet hulk they want to see all that good stuff there but 
I don't remember hearing any clamoring for it in the comic books, but I think they're assuming that people who fans of the MCU are the same as people who are fans of the comic books. So I really want to know what the numbers are and see if that translates, but I I don't think that it's the best storyline to go with to revitalize the comic books. And But, you know, like you said, you're interested, so it's possible I'm wrong on this one, but, you know, it's kind of like Civil War Two, and I know that one wasn't as popular as the first one, and so we'll, we'll just we'll have to see what happens. It sounds like that's something indeed that Marvel wants to go ahead and create an interest in people getting comic books again. Uh, I know that's their bread and butter, but still, it, it looks like even though they're their focus and shift is away from the comic book medium into the movies or whatnot. They still want the everyday dollar to dollar, day by day business to be funneled through the comic books because they, I, I believe they still have the thought that everything still should be funneled through the comic books and then naturally evolve forward onto the big screen or the small screen, whichever stories that they want to go ahead and push out. What are your thoughts on World War Hulk 2? Are you happy that it's going to be coming out as a series for comic books? Do you actually want to see it on the big screen or the small screen instead? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Also as well, popculturecosmos, Mannequin Media, and GameSource on Facebook and Twitter as well. Well, up next, we got our good friend Tyler Baker. He's going to recap Week 13 in the NFL. And this is the pop culture cosmos check out what's been going on with the pop culture cosmos show and the pcc multiverse i see the potential for basically like another netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player they have a ton of resources apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed they say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the pop culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on the Podcast Radio Network and Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. And we're back with the show. It's that time again. You heard the whistle. Week 13 in the NFL is just come and gone just like that. It's just another action-packed weekend in the NFL has come and gone. And who breaks it down any better than my good friend? He is the man of myth, the legend behind the Fantasy Football Pater podcast, which you can listen to every Tuesday and Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Libsyn, SoundCloud, Overcast, and Player.fm is my good friend, Tyler Baker. What's going on, man? I'm doing great, Gerald. How are you? Beginning of the show, we talked about Josh and I are just on cloud nine. Uh, if, you, if you get a chance, check it out. 2017 Discover Pods Awards. You, you just go ahead, vote for a lot of great podcasts, including ours and the best society and culture podcast we're just truly humbled to be a part of that tremendous group of podcasts and i can't believe it man congratulations well you guys earned it you guys have a great podcast 
I, I didn't even have to send bribes out to anyone. That's just awesome. But it's truly an honor indeed. And my friend, you've helped us out tremendously and been a great part of this as well. So a, a lot of our success comes from you, man. So just truly cannot thank you enough for everything that you've done for us. Oh, but, man, I'm so glad to be a part of it. It's so fun to be on a great show. If it wasn't for your mom, you wouldn't be here today. <laughs> You know, being part of this uh, awesome. awesome podcast, indeed. <laughs> She's awesome. So, yes, uh, sounds like it. Indeed, she she got yeah. you tuned into us. But yeah, and she's a football fan too. She loves her Steelers. There you go. <laughs> and you love your Redskins, but we won't go yeah. there. <laughs> but it was an action-packed weekend in the NFL. Yeah, a lot of great things going on, and and I know you're the man to cover it all. So I ask you first off, who is Alvin Kamara? He is a stud. He is so hard to tackle. They knew that he was going to be a big part of that offense. They need that big time receiving back. Alvin Kamara has great hands. He has great moves after the catch. And they've given him opportunity. And he's done so well. Remember about a month they ago. They being the New Orleans Saints, correct? Yes. Yes, yes. The New Orleans Saints, remember about a month ago, the Saints got rid of Adrian Peterson because he wasn't happy there. They really didn't need him. And that gave an opportunity for Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara to both share that backfield. And it is a great lightning thunder one-two punch with Mark Ingram doing kind of the heavy between the tackles work, but this Saints team has found a way to get Alvin Kamara in space. And even when he doesn't have space, he's breaking tackles. If you watch some of his highlight films, he is so hard to tackle. He's very quick. He's very decisive and runs with power and all of that in kind of like a third down back frame. So he had a monster game today. I think he had two touchdowns. He's had five touchdowns in the past four games. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is, he's just a very big part of that offense. And this is exactly what the Saints have wanted to do, get to more of a running-based team to give 38-year-old Drew Brees take a little bit off of his plate. But when they need Drew Brees, he's still Drew Brees. And so this Saints team has found a very good formula that they strived for. For the past couple of years, they've wanted to be more of a run-heavy team. Now they have that, and, it, and it's a formula that's working for them. And now they're sitting atop of the NFC South. We were in a, basically a deadlock in the NFC South with the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Well, the Falcons lost, and now the Panthers lost today to the Saints. And now it looks like we're looking at a team that started 0-2 with the Saints, now they are atop the NFC South, looking really good in the playoff picture, and a lot of it has to do with Alvin Kamara. I want to ask you this. With the playoffs coming up for fantasy football owners, should they do whatever they can as far as to try and put Alvin Kamara in that starting lineup, considering the fact he also shares the load, like you said, with Mark Ingram? Yes, he does, and normally that's a situation where you, you want a workhorse back, but the Saints team is doing a lot of the work on the ground and both Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram are, are both startable in fantasy lineups. Uh, now, Alvin Kamara definitely being the piece that you want, and especially in PPR leagues, the guy's catching a lot of balls and he's making a lot of good things happen when he catches. That's awesome indeed. Once again, it is Tyler Baker, the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. You want to catch it again every Tuesday and Saturday when new episodes drop. That'll be on Apple Podcasts, Libsyn, SoundCloud, Overcast, and Player.fm. I want to ask you, what else stood out to you? Because I've got a question for you at the end about some 
possible Hall of Famers are coming out. But what performances stood out to you this weekend in the NFL? Well, you and I have been talking about the Chiefs the last couple of episodes, just kind of scratching our heads what's going on. And remember, we had said that when you don't give Kareem Hunt the ball, you're probably not going to win the game. Well, this week, Kareem Hunt got nine carries for 40 yards. They're just not giving him the ball. Now, Tyreek Hill had a monster game, six catches for 185 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, Alex Smith, 366 yards, four touchdowns. But at the end of the game, Kansas City managed to give this game away. Just some bad plays, penalties that kept the Jets in it. And Andy Reid is on the hot seat now. And this is kind of a big deal because this Kansas City Chiefs team, in my opinion, is still good. They, they, they remind me of the Chargers last season, especially last season, where they were just finding ways to lose. And I think that's the Kansas City Chiefs. And next week they have uh, a matchup with the Oakland Raiders, which I think is going to be a good game. But there's a six-way tie in the AFC West right now between the Oakland Raiders, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the LA Chargers, somebody's got to win that division. <laughs> and uh, the Chiefs are definitely trending downward. Oakland didn't have a great game today. So the Chargers, I think, are poised to take that division. They do have Washington next week. Washington's banged up. Don't know if Zach Brown, their middle linebacker, is going to play. Washington's all but eliminated from the playoffs. So there are a lot of teams playing next week that have some things to play for. And then there's some teams that kind of don't. And I think that in, I don't think NFL teams like give up and just don't play because they're professional athletes. It's not really what they do, but when you have motivation and when you have a playoff spot motivating you, uh, it, I think it makes a difference on the football field. So we're definitely going to be looking at some of the matchups next week that could have big fantasy impacts. You got to check out their Facebook group, fantasy football, Pater podcast, Give me, and I'll give you an example. I had my lineup going into this weekend as far as set, what I thought was going to be good. But just for kicks, I sent it over to the Fantasy Football Pater podcast group to have them take a look at it, scrutinize it, go over with a fine-tooth comb like they can do for you, and offer suggestions like they do for all the fantasy football owners that are part of the group. And just give you the advice you need that might help you win out for your game this week. And they suggested I start Alex Collins of Baltimore. And I, okay, so I'll start him. You know, it's on the good advice of the guys. And sure enough, it uh -huh. paid off in spades and helped me win my game this week. So nice. definitely some great shout outs for them. And, you know, like I said, you just go up to the Fantasy Football Pater podcast group on Facebook. You just go ahead, sign up, join into the group. You know, if you have a question on your fantasy football lineup, waiver wire pickups or starting lineup changes just go ahead send over those questions over them and they're always happy to answer always yeah absolutely all right and one last thing before we go my friend mm -hmm. i know this is going to be a point of contention the funny thing happened today during the chargers game as you mentioned briefly philip rivers actually threw a touchdown today that put him seventh all time on mm -hmm. the touchdown passing list with 335th career touchdown pass that he threw today and obviously he's had a tremendous career yeah not gotten that big super bowl win but still his legacy as far as a great career is still there he's been a top tier quarterback for many many years but the quarterback who he passed on the list it's kind of funny he's also an active quarterback 
but he got sat down for the first time in over 200 games, I believe. And that was Eli Manning. So Eli Manning, unfortunately, had to sit, watch from the bench as his team went on to lose to the Oakland Raiders while his place in the all-time touchdown list also got passed up by Phillip Rivers. So I ask you, with both of those quarterbacks pretty much in line with each other as far as their career, touchdown to interceptions, yardage, all that good stuff, when it comes down to it, Eli Manning still has those two Super Bowl wins. Yeah. Philip Rivers does not. I still would probably say of the two, Philip Rivers is probably a better quarterback. But when the dust settles on both their careers, will either, both, or none get actually inducted into the Hall of Fame? Ooh, that is a tough one. Well, this is uh, an unfinished book <laughs> on both of these players. Philip Rivers uh, is 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 going to play again. They're in a new city. That team is actually improving. Eli Manning, I'm not too sure if he's going to be in New York next year. If he decides to continue his career, he will have a job. There are NFL teams that would love to have an Eli Manning on their team. So the stories are a little unfinished here, but I would have to say that both of them end up getting in. They're definitely not first ballot guys. Who gets in first? I don't know. They started their careers the same year. I will tell you with Eli Manning, yeah, he does have those two Super Bowl rings, but there hasn't been too much about his career that has really stood out. Whereas Phillip Rivers at times has really just kind of put the team on his back and carried them. Now, Philip Rivers is not scared to throw an interception. <laughs> um, so he's neither is Eli Manning. Let's put well, it that way too. I think Eli Manning's interceptions are are, are just from bad quarterback play, whereas Philip Rivers is trying to make something out of nothing. I think those two those two Super Bowl rings and having beat the Patriots twice that will always go down in NFL history as the guy that just played spoiler to the Patriots. So he'll get his own chapter in, in uh, NFL history with those feats. If you're asking me who the better quarterback is, I think it's Phillip Rivers. Who gets in first might be Eli Manning because of the Super Bowls. Uh, I, I think that they both get, I think that they both get in. I think that they should both deserve to get in. They both had long careers. They both had respectable careers and they're both still going to put up numbers. Uh, I mean, Philip Rivers is not done yet. They're the favorite, in my opinion, to win the AFC West, which is deadlocked right now. It, it's deadlocked at six wins, but it's still deadlocked. And of those three teams, the Chargers are playing good now. They're playing good football. The defense is coming together. They have some pieces there that they can really work with. And Antonio Gates is still there. Like he's 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 been quiet. He's at the end of his, uh, without a doubt, first ballot Hall of Fame career. But he's still there. Hunter Henry had a monster game today, kind of asserting himself as that new favorite target. And you give Philip Rivers a couple more years with a guy like Hunter Henry and some of the other pieces that they have. Philip Rivers is going to keep on trucking. Eli Manning, we'll we'll see what happens. I think I don't know if if Ben McAdoo will last until this podcast comes out. To be honest with you, Ben McAdoo is on the hot seat big time, and he deserves to be. So we might even see Eli Manning play play another game this year. Who knows? Uh, but I, th I I think we'll see both of these quarterbacks next year, and maybe even the year after that. And I hope even the year after that, because they're both they're both good, solid quarterbacks that have done a lot of things for the league. They they both get into the Hall of Fame 
in my opinion, without a doubt. Fair enough. That's why I asked that question because I, I knew it'd be kind of a, a little bit of, you know, make you it's think tough. type deal there. Yeah, it's tough. But uh, we were talking about beforehand how ironic it was that the whole thing where Eli Manning didn't want to go here, so yeah. Philip Rivers <laughs> ends up going there, and then Philip Rivers ends up going there, and because Philip Rivers ends up going here, Drew Brees goes Drew there. Brees. And <laughs> what if all three get drafted into the same NFL Hall of Fame class? Would not be awkward. <laughs> but yeah. uh, need I digress on that? But it was a great weekend in the NFL. And yeah. once again, for all your fantasy football information, you got to head on over to the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group and check out the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast every Tuesday and Saturday on Lipson, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Player.fm, and Overcast.fm. Mm -hmm. Tyler, I want to thank you so much for everything you've done for the show. The fact that we've been nominated, I can tell you what, you've definitely had a hand in helping us achieve that level of success. We're just truly indebted to you for all the time you've taken with us. Oh, thank you so much. And you made it to your fantasy playoffs, didn't you? I think I did. I, I think, think I did because did. of your advice and all your great guidance over the course of the season. And I'm not saying that just because that's actually this actually the true statement. And uh, I will be receiving a check in the mail, correct? <laughs> there are bribes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Once again, it's Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. As always, Tyler, we truly appreciate you being part of the Pop Culture Cosmos. For the latest reviews and opinions on everything pop culture, head on over to our brand new site, www.popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. Okay, auditions for the new Earth Station Who co-host. Take one, go ahead. Hello, Stonehenge, who takes the Pandora Cup, takes the universe, but, bad news everyone, cause guess who, ha, listen, you lot you're all whizzing about, it's really very distracting, could you all just stay still a minute because I am talking. Not too shabby, can you close this up? Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating over 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. You never know where the TARDIS is going to go next. Earth Station Who podcast can be found at www.earthstationwho.com. Earth Station Who is a proud member of the ESO network. We are up on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Peace and we are done. Did I pass the audition? We'll get back to you. Next. And we're back to close out the Pop Culture Cosmos show. My name is Gerald Glassford, and we just truly appreciate being part of the broadcast. And I'll tell you what, we want to thank those that, that are in charge of the 2017 Discover Pods Awards. And, and thank you so much for granting us that privilege of becoming a nominee for the Best Society and Culture podcast. If you get a chance, please vote today or stop on by our Pop Culture Cosmos Facebook site to get more information on how to vote for our show or all the tremendous podcasts that are out there and basically decide which are the best podcasts out there. If, if you think it's ours, that's truly awesome and we truly appreciate it. But if it's any others that are out there, there's some great, great podcasts and we cannot blame you for choosing one of those as well. We're just honored to be with that group and in that category. So Josh, as we head on out, Gotta ask you, my friend, 
What are some of the games that have been just lying under the radar? They're just like just gliding just real low, just a little bit out of the public eye and just something that, that a lot of people should be able to get their hands on this holiday season. It should go out of the way to go ahead and, and play for a few hours this holiday season. Maze is one I do want to talk about. I know I, you know, you catch my review out on Pop Culture Cosmos. But yeah, that was one that was surprisingly good and you know, well put together for an indie game. Well, Maze, obviously from your review at popculturecosmos.wordpress.com is something that people need to pay attention to. That's available on PC and also Xbox One, so they definitely want to give that a try. I'll tell you what, Near Automata to me really was a, a title that people may have forgotten about that came out earlier this year that people really need to check into. And also one that I thought was really cool was For Honor, which I know you can get really cheap if you want to go to a GameStop or any secondhand or use gameplays. You can get For Honor really cheap. And I'll tell you what, it's a great way to go ahead and have a lot of fun as a great warrior. You have, you'll have a great time online as a great warrior trying to go ahead and, and battle the foes that are out there. And definitely that is a great title as far as that went under the radar because also as well it came out earlier because they really wanted to push out other titles. And I know that they were looking at Ghost Recon Wildlands and also as well The Division. They were looking to push those titles out a little bit more heartily, I guess, than For Honor. But for Honor, if you play it now, I think you're going to get a lot better experience. And I really think that it's something that if people should go back to, they're going to go back to for really, really cheap. And I think they're really going to have a lot of fun with it. Divinity Original Sin 2, definitely a game that got high marks as well. You've got to check out this game. It also got nines, nine and a halfs, and tens from several outlets out there. It will be on a lot, and I mean a lot of Game of the Year lists that are out there and if you get a chance and you have a pc that can really do the job for gaming i suggest strongly divinity original sin 2 as a game that went under the radar that is definitely well worth your time maze is available on xbox one and also pc if you want to check out josh's review it is available at popculturecosmos.wordpress.com if you have any suggestions on games under the radar that people do need to check out, share it with us, and we'll be able to go ahead and let everybody know your thoughts. Share it with us on popculturecosmos at yahoo.com, also as well, popculturecosmos, Manica Media, and Game Source on Facebook and Twitter as well. So, Josh, it's been another great episode indeed. I do want to thank Rob McCallum for stopping by in the Cosmic Crossfire once again, talking great pop culture topics. Also, as well, I want to thank Tyler Baker for recapping Week 13 in the NFL. Pretty soon, we're going to be heading for some great ideas for gifts for this holiday season and also, as well, getting into our best of 2017 later this month. Any last thoughts on the way out and on us getting nominated or anything else you, you want to talk about before we check on out? I am slowly getting to the end of The Punisher, and we'll need to talk about this on an episode, but it's one of those shows where it pulls you in, pushes you out. You know, it draws you in, and then once again pushes you out. So it's, it's we're going to talk about this in, in the future. But yeah, I, I would recommend it. 
definitely we're going to have to break down the Punisher, which is now available on Netflix on an upcoming episode and ask if it is really something that people really need to get, get into and for a binge or a episode by episode basis, either which way, definitely need to talk about Punisher on Netflix real soon. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the pop culture cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at ESONetwork.com. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentBoundNetwork.com. Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos as a special treat. We're adding a bonus episode, which starts right now. So sit back and relax as you enjoy more awesome goodness from the Pop Culture Cosmos family. And stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. The Great uh, Grand Tour. I started watching some of it. It was great. It yeah, was great. they have a new season. So good. New season Amazon coming Prime. up. Yeah, yeah. new season coming up. Like I feel. I feel like they're not held back. Like that's no, a, no it's not so much better. They can cuss. They can do whatever yeah. the hell they want. I loved the one where they were out driving in the middle of freaking nowhere on the beach, and they turned around. Yeah, turned around. Went right back to where they started from. Oh, I laughed. They were in the, in the buggies. Yeah, yeah I laughed yeah, yeah. so damn hard. Is that? That's not the one where they they were in London, right? No, this is. Australia. They're they're in outback. No, they're in South America. South South Africa. Okay. No, South Africa. Are they in, no, South in, Africa. In South America. No, South Africa, because there was Aboriginals. There was. Yes. All South. Right. Uh, I don't. They were in beach all... buggies. I love. I love the celebrity brain crush. Brain I love how I love how like each oh, how they just die. They die yeah. coming on. Oh nope, he's coming. He's coming. Oh no. We have a backup. <laughs> What's oh. funny is that they all volunteered to to come on just to be just to, to die. die. Yeah. yeah. Who is the one that fell off the bridge? Oh, I don't know. I remember Jimmy, Jimmy Rainers where he hits the he skydives. <laughs> <laughs> I can't or, believe I can't believe Top Gear is still going though. Like once they lost have, the trio, it's I still was, going. because everybody they were, that was on the they got, they no, got a new season this they, year. They, they, they brought people. Matt LeBlanc no, onto he, it, and then he got, got he's doing his own show. Well, then did he, he got, did he well, leave? Yeah, dude, he fucking sucks. So did the other guy, the 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 reporter. I can't remember the Chris, the redhead guy, someone irrelevant. Yeah, did you see the Top Gear America? I love that show. Terrible. They brought. I it love back. that show. Rutledge like, Rutledge was the only good part about that. Well, yeah, and then Tanner Faust driving like an. No, 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 no. Tanner no, Faust is just not an that asshole. one. They stopped the one that's on History they, Channel they and they made one, one that's actually called Top Gear America. Oh, really? No, it's I on, it's on BBC. Who's but the host? The host is what's the the dude from um, the Dark Knight who when, when he goes, do you know whose money this is in the beginning? He has, uh, he has like a shark. He looks like an oh, eagle. Oh, yeah. He's been in well, a here, bunch of the stuff. Well, here, let's go to the IMDb app. I don't remember his name. You've got the power of, of the fucking internet in front of you. I've got the IMDb app. Oh, you got it? Okay, yeah. real, real question. Has anybody here watched The Orville? No, yeah. I want to. Though. So good. good. good it's good so good. Dear, the, there's a, the podcast about The Orville is actually like the mo- number one most listened to podcast Dude, right it's now. such a good show. It makes me laugh. Well, according to And it's actually kind of serious, too. According to it's IMDb, Top Gear America, it goes from 2017 to 2017. So it looks like it was a one-off. Um, it is hosted by William Fitchner. Oh, he was on... Uh, Russell Peters? William Fitchner. He was on um, Prison Break. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then Antron Brown. Oh, the NASCAR driver. No NASCAR, but NASCAR. No, he's a, yeah, he's a driver. Tom Tom Ford. Tom Ford. Russell Peters. Is comedian. Why do they all have, Why do they all have comedians in them? Because you need someone to laugh. Because some people. The guy suck. in the American Top Gear was not funny. The Wh- Top Gear. Which guy? The short Adam. guy. Adam. Adam something. Dude, I like the fat guy. Was funny though. That's Rutledge. Rutledge. He's yeah. and he's legit. He's a like, reporter. He like yeah, He does stuff. NASCAR. Yeah. He's funny. Adam Ferrara was the yeah, yeah. quote unquote comedian on Top Gear USA. Yeah. Okay. No, the best ones were when Top Gear, like the original Top Gear, did the American ones. That was always the best ones. When they were driving in America? Yeah, but they did the American special. Oh, yeah, dude. They had did, the, do you what, remember they, when the, the Indian special got pulled because Clarkson made a joke about Indian food and he had to shit? I didn't and they see pull, that. They pulled the episode, the that, special? Well, they showed it still because that's no, the one... No, they pulled it. You can't watch it anywhere. Isn't that the one where the ambassador was telling them to stay away from India? And then uh, it, he it's, he's like, hey, boy, stay away from India. And they go... Oh, yeah, the British ambassador. Yeah, yeah, told yeah Don't yeah. go to India. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they end up going. <laughs> yeah. And Clarkson puts his uh, toilet seat on the back of his car because he says Indian food makes you have diarrhea. So they took that as an insult. And and <laughs> truth hurts. That's because comedy hurts people's feelings. And truth. Just because as a society we become so damn sensitive. Yeah, we're pussies. America. I, like America. at work, I'm like, I, I, someone like called me on calling wire cutters. I call them dykes. Oh, those no. Are, those are women. Oh, in, they're, totally called me on it. They're women in comfortable clothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> just women with short haircuts. You know what? You know what we have to call them at work? Huh. Alternative Dang. lifestyle flyers. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Side angle cutters, people. Diagonal <laughs> angle cutters. That's what they taught us when I was in Scrock. Ben Dykes. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes I miss being a construction man. Because you get to wear short shorts and high, and no, you got to wear. I do every day. I know you. Do. I'm sure you get you to wear pretty boots and say whatever you want and, and catcall women and, and then cat they calls. and sh- you and, know and lay the pipe. Shit and pour. I lay a lot of pipe. Did you see that lady on the internet who kept taking selfies hey, with people who are catcalling her from construction sites in New uh, York? The Kings are losing to the Flames two to nothing. They are flamers. Yeah. Speaking of the Kings, how about the Vegas Knights right now? Amen. The Golden Knights? Dude, they are dominating. Hey, James Neal, you are my boy in fantasy. I'm killing Josh because of James Neal. Did they build a new stadium for them? No, it's T-Mobile Arena. T-Mobile Arena. T-Mobile Arena. Arena. They already built T-Mobile. And they're they're trying to build the Vegas Raiders stadium right now. Which is never going to happen. You you don't think so? They've pushed it back to like 2022 or some shit. Which is a surprise because... They've got so much money flowing through Vegas. You think it could go up pretty quick? I don't think Vegas wants to shell out for this, though. Yeah, you think? Do you know? Yeah. They signed off on it. The cities, well, the well, cities don't ever want to shell out, so, here's, so they make the billionaires pay for their own so state. Here's the best part. You ready? <laughs> I mean, so, no tax subsidies yeah, because yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. state tax. So I have a feeling what's causing it to delay is, so Faraday Future, they signed on, and Las Vegas, like, yeah, we'll give you so much money. They were like going to build like a billion-dollar uh, factory. Did you see the concept? Look, it is like crazy looking. It is now... <laughs> West of Modesto, they pulled out of Vegas, of Northern Vegas. I'm surprised. Yeah. What? Two or three months ago, they I'm surprised. Out of Modesto Raiders. Oh my! No, God. no, 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 no. Faraday, Faraday, Faraday pulled I'm, out. So Vegas I'm honestly got, surprised. Nevada you want to fear burnt. the Faraday Raiders? So, Wait, they, so they're not in <laughs> of Vegas Modesto. Anymore? Faraday, Faraday Future. Their their thing is not being built there. Really? So they got burnt. So no, what, it's not the Raiders. Not the Raiders. It? Faraday Future, the car company. We're supposed to start building their cars in Northern Vegas. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised. And they pulled oh. out after all these legislators out. went through and said they authorized all this money for it. 
So now I feel that's why Vegas is like, well, you know, well, are the Raiders really going to come, or are they just trying well, to? Well, I'm su- I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Wait, we should be honestly taping this because this is no, our we show. are. It's, it's running. still going. Um, I honestly, I'm su- I'm surprised. Faraday's that's my talking still Josh. around. <laughs> so Faraday, I'm surprised they're still so around. So I have a bunch of people that I used to work with that used to work there. They um. So they separate. They're starting to separate themselves from their original Chinese backer because well, like Eco, right, or whatever. Yeah, it was. Like Le Eco, whatever, because they're going bankrupt. Of course, they are. because the guy that started that company was like, I guess, the Chinese Netflix, and got caught in a bunch of Ponzi schemes, something like that. It's a bunch of bullshit with they money, do. which is what happens with any company like like that. So yeah, they, the Golden they, Knights are they, doing pretty yeah. good. <laughs> Flurry, Marc Andre Flurry. Didn't Neo, you know? Speaking speaking Lucas of Fiza. speaking of Faraday and the cars, didn't Tesla just announce they're going to be behind on their orders too? So apparently they had an issue with their with uh, there was an issue building the Model Three. Oh, that's the economy car. They're that's building, the economy right? car. So that's why. So they went up pushing off their semi that they wanted to build. So they pushed that back because of an issue with building the Model Three. Dude, Elon's just got so much fucking shit. How come no one's built an all electric like airplane yet? Because you, that'd be you, fucking because scary. if you run out of fucking battery, you're dead. You glide, you glide it down. More shit. <laughs> actually, somebody actually somebody did build a plane that that was just solar panels on the top, and I I don't know how. I, it's a little too heavy. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think was, they I think they went back and forth on the and through the United States, but I don't think they've done like around the world. I think you know you catch a cloud days. cover and you're pretty fucked. <laughs> Uh, know, oh know, shit! I here do, comes the clouds. I do know they're starting to do like the bio diesel planes, though, yeah, or the biofuel or some something. something. Dude, it's incredible how much jet fuel we go through in a day. Like it's insane. Do you ever think eventually. about how much jet fuel you waste launching something in the atmosphere? Yeah. Like when every time you see the shuttle launch, it's like, oh my god! You know, that, and hoping so that every, it survives. Listen, every <laughs> shout out. Every time I see a rocket go up or come back shout down out to NASA, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, man, I wonder if rockets coming in and out of the fucking atmosphere is what's fucking us up on the ozone. <laughs> no, poking holes and everything. <laughs> It's like a blanket and a tarp. You poke holes in it with a rocket. It's funny. It's funny because I tell people that at work. Like I'll tell like a Boeing engineer, and he'll be like sitting there, and he's like, "Holy shit!" Starts trying to do math in his head. He's like, "Wait a minute." You give the engineer pause. He's like, "Wait, does the hole just close up real quick?" Is it my fault? No, global warming is a lie. Yeah. Hey, how do you know? Millions of years ago, that we don't have data for. Data. Data. Da da. Damani Dada. Remember Damani Dada freaking clothes back in the day? Uh-uh. And FUBU? FUBU I remember FUBU. Crap. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you remember? Have you, did you ever see uh, How High? <laughs> yes. Bufu? Buy us. The Fuck boo- you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good movie. Shout out Method Man and Red Man. Oh, I love that I movie. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I just got and Dan. And Dan. No, and Dan. No, and Dan. <laughs> Dude, you got a tattoo. What does it say? Dude, what's mine say? Sweet. No. What does mine say? Zoltan. <laughs> you talking about big now? When he starts making the wish to be big? It's funny when I... Jump s- on the keyboard? When I see his... Oh my gosh, yeah. That's my dad's favorite movie. I think they're going to remake that, honestly. I, I, I hate that. I, Why? I read something that they're going to remake it. It's like have... someone... I heard a rumor that they're going to remake Back to the Future. Yes. Oh, what a waste. Why? You can never replicate that. They remade Teen Wolf into a TV series on MTV. It's actually true. wasn't that bad. Don't get me stuck on MTV, though. I Let actually watched that, that for a while. Yeah, MTV, <laughs> music, television, my ass. I hate MTV. Fucking reality television. It's not TV. music anymore. Yeah, it's reality. Hey, kids, How do they still have the MTV the Music channel. Awards? The History Channel is nothing anymore. It's, I watched Destination America. Shout out Ghost Adventures. 
What was? Do you remember the ghost show where it was like these bros and they're like, "Come at me, ghost" or something? It's called Ghost Brothers. <laughs> yes. Ghost Toasters. No, that's you. <laughs> Shout out Ghost Toasters. Check us out on YouTube from humanicomedia.com. That was Ghost Facers. <laughs> I'll face your ghost. No, I think it was, there was one called Ghost Brothers or something like that because every time I, um, a friend of mine searches uh, you know, Ghost Adventures or Ghost on his fire stick, it comes up Ghost Brothers. And <laughs> Praise hell. Well, no, because fire. it was like the... Can the, you bleep out that last part the, that I just said about being on my fire stick? I'm probably going to have to bleep out. The, main, the main guy, he had he like more like all Ed Hardy stuff. Yeah, and like, he had, and like he a had, leather trench coat. He had a sleeve. He has <laughs> tattoo sleeves, and he's always talking about how him and he's been like chilling with demons and stuff. Uh, right? He he's always talking yes. about how like demons have like certain demons have it out for him or something. Yeah. Like I think that. he was just a really big fan of Supernatural. Come at me, ghost! I used to get a no ghost. Also, he that show is still me. going. Supernatural. Yeah, they said it was going to end after five seasons. It's now twelve. I think it's. They, I think they, this is no, the they said they said they'll keep making them as long as people keep watching them. See, and people keep like, watching them. <laughs> what originally drew me to that show was that they had a starting point and they had a stopping point, and then they just went past it. Hey, is Grimm still on TV? No, nope, that, that ended, ended last uh, season. a long time ago. Okay, yeah, that was a good show. Anyways, all right, guys. Well, you can catch us on. Um, <laughs> Yeah, after that. Um, Are we ending now? Yeah, we're ending because we're, we're going on to like two Josh, hours. Josh is, Josh is cutting into bedtime now, yeah, guys. Okay, he is. He's like a 60, he's got, 60 year old man. Yeah. He's got a jerk schedule to keep, too. Yeah, that's true. He's been that um, way since anyways, high school. You can find us on iTunes, podcast.com, Google Play, um, YouTube. <laughs> you can uh, please leave us a comment or review on iTunes. Please come we, back. We greatly appreciate that. And yes, please keep listening to us. Please be gentle. Um, love you. Yeah. We love you, our one fan. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching, listening to Topicocalypse. Well, they could be watching on YouTube, just the logo. Or you could just watch Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse. No. Yes, no. I love that show. Waters. I'm the fat one. <laughs> I got some more boots. Um, and goodbye. That's uh, to us people that can feel things. It it uh, it hurts.